Shut up and sit down. Snap, everybody. Welcome back to Third Shift, episode 27. I, as always, am one of your hosts, Eric. Mr. Eric, to be exact. And with me, as always, is Mr. Matt. Matt, it's been a wonderful week. Lots have happened. What have you done in the real world and in video game land? Well, in the video game world, I haven't really been playing anything. There hasn't been any cool stuff out. Oh, except for the winter update, Oscar Mike versus the Battle School, Beatrix, all the freaking good things. Been playing Battleborn pretty much, I mean, like, not nonstop, but anytime I get some gaming time, it's been Battleborn. Been having a blast with everything. Now, since you mentioned in real life, I got a very awesome story to tell. Ooh, do tell. We had our 2016 reviews this year. We? You didn't? Like, I got a 2016 review? Did you? I don't know. I don't know. Did I? I say you did. Is that where, like, a boss talks to you and tells you things? That's exactly that, yes. I might have got one of those. May- oh, super secret. I think it was more like I told the boss things. <laughs> I do believe that, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we had 2016 <laughs> reviews this week, and during mine, I got an awesome, awesome glimpse into the future of the company we work for. Because my boss told me, oh, hey, guy, you know, uh, 2017, we really want to just be documenting our processes a lot. Just write, write, just document stuff. If you got any free time, just document stuff. I go, what kind of stuff? What ones are you specifically talking about? Oh, anything that's not nailed down. Just write it all up. Got to have procedures and documentation. Oh, okay. Hmm. This sounds familiar. What was the one directive we had? From the boss we used to work for, at the company we used to work for, when they were trying to get rid of us. Hmm. Document procedures? It was make a magical book full of step-by-step instructions on how to do your job. Oh, boy. No This sounds real familiar. (laughs) Woo! So I just want to hearken this back to last week's episode and some other episodes, Matt, when I said, supporting us on Patreon really feeds my (laughs) children. It's going to now. (laughs) Oh my god, that's awesome. <laughs> you might think I can tell the future or something around here. <laughs> oh man. That was my amazing week. How about you, dude? Well, you know, it wasn't that interesting. I played Battleborn a ton. Um, you know, I said to myself, oh, I'm going to get some Battleborn in and some Final Fantasy in. I really got to finish this game because there's other stuff I want to get to, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then what free time I had? Oh, look. Hey, somebody might have found something. I need to give it on Battleborn. <laughs> oh, look. Sean's on. Oh, I better get on Battleborn. Mm-hmm. Eric, what are you talking about? Sean's on every day. Well, you know, I was actually in the mood to play, so that was a good thing. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Other than that, though, real life, meh. Uh, work, work, and work. It's been pretty unexciting. Nothing yeah. going on. So, hey, to hell with real life. I don't need real life, Matt. I don't need it. You you do need it for a while to feed your oh. children, and then it's got to be Patreon. Yes. All up to you, Patreon. <laughs> I have a feeling I might be in a box soon. You will be. I will keep my mic, and I still will record this podcast. <laughs> you can't come over to my place and record. No. I'm, no. Well, no, of course not. I'll go to my local coffee shop and be that annoying person who's just talking into the air. That's perfect. You know, for like yes. an hour and a half or whatever it is. It'll be great. Yeah, while everybody stares at me. You just grow a big, long beard. They'll be like, oh, some homeless guy talking into some microphone. It's probably not even plugged in. Uh, just just ignore him. He goes away after about like an hour and a half. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Wear that big, dirty brown trench coat that stinks up everything oh, yeah. real bad, and then nobody no. will touch you. Nobody. <laughs> Buy the cheapest coffee available. Can I just have a small black coffee, please? Clatter of change upon the desk. Mm -hmm. Pennies, nickels, dimes. You know how I roll. Oh, yeah. One crumpled up bill and a coupon that was torn in half and expired three years ago. (laughs) (laughs) This is still worth something. It counts. It's real money. (laughs) So before we're all jobless and homeless, we did our Talented Tuesday this week. This week's subject was Beatrix, of course. I thought we all did pretty awesome stuff. I like how we all avoided drawing the giant syringe and her super complicated body and dress. I thought that was really good. Yeah, impossible. It wasn't going to (laughs) happen. 
just wasn't. It was impossible. We said Beatrix, and I went, ooh, there has to be a way around uh, this. And immediately I thought of a what I well exactly what I drew later in the week, the picture. And I went, yep, picture of a face, happy, nobody, <laughs> fantastic. The problem was, see, I was just a little saddened by my, my Beatrix face because I miscalculated the space in yeah. that picture. And I started drawing it, but uh, I didn't have any racer or anything. So what I drew was what I had to go with, and it came out wrong. And I went, son of a mm-hmm. bitch. And I just had to roll what I had. But then I said, Eric, your drawings suck anyway. Exactly. So no one's going to know. No one's going to care. <laughs> it's still fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I did the same thing because I wanted her to have like the big, wide, creepy smile. So I drew the giant smile, and then I was drawing like the hair and stuff, and I was like, oh, her face is coming out really fat. Uh, try and hide it with hair, but you can't cover the mouth up. Uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. The thing I was focusing on was the Silent Hill nurses, because what other nurses mm-hmm. would you have? And, oh, double fun story. I got home late one night, and I was like, oh, you know, I want to have a snack and do my, you know, my Talented Tuesday art. So I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, what's my, what's my favorite snack in the entire world? I'm going to get some cottage cheese. Oh, num, 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 num. I'm sitting there, cottage Google cheese. search. Large curd or small curd, Matt? Large curd, man. Yeah, that's the only way to go. And for anybody out there who says otherwise, get out of here. Large curd is the best. Don't be a little Nancy boy eating some small curd. Oh, it's too it's it's too big. Oh my gosh, the curds are so large. I want me little small curd. <laughs> oh, those chunky curds in my mouth make me feel sick to me tummy. I have to have this small curd. <laughs> it's too much cheese at once. I need the way to balance it out. And apparently now I'm Irish. Oh, boy. Uh, it doesn't so, matter. So the moral of the story was, I'm sitting there chowing down on some cottage cheese, Google search, Google image search, Silent Hill nurses. Oh, these two don't really go together. Oh, it's a giant picture of dirty, filthy, bloody, disgusting. And then, mmm, mmm, mm, Mm, creamy loose. That's mm, never mind. I'm just gonna draw. I'm done. It is disturbing how you're eating cottage cheese and think that Silent Hill nurses are the great accompaniment to well, that. I was just first. Matt, I looked up Beatrix. So wait, when wait, we wait, see no, each no, other no. next time. No, when we see each other, no knives. Your razor blades need to stay at work. They man. they follow me everywhere, dude. You know this. You no, know, man. I'm well, looking, I know. Trust I'm me, looking I know. at the place where things allegedly <laughs> happened. I don't. I, I don't remember. <laughs> so bypassing all of that, next week our subject is going to be Montana to celebrate the possible mm, spoiler alert. We'll talk about it later in the episode release of his DLC. So as always, you can find the preview versions on our Twitter account. Hit up the Instagram for the full versions, and gee whiz, maybe somebody submit some art to jump in the competition with us. That'd be nice, right? Someday it's going to happen. I hope. It's going to. Someday over the rainbow we'll receive a Talented Tuesday submission. Mm, copyright claim. Damn it, Eric. Uh, was it pay? I was to past three seconds. Uh, well, that's all right. <laughs> Prison's at least going to feed me. It's true. Three squares a day, man. <laughs> That's right. Then I get all the Patreon money right, for myself. Well, <laughs> yeah. So this week in Gearbox, we have actually a couple of things, really, don't we? And Quite a few things. First and foremost, as always, there was Borderlands 2 shift codes for some wonderful mm-hmm. golden keys. Not only were there Borderlands 2 shift codes in the regular fashion, but if you're paying attention to the Twitter yeah. world... Randy Pitchford just put out 25 Golden Keys shift codes, and they don't expire. Heck yeah, that was pretty awesome. Yeah. I was like, oh, I actually am going to have to log on and grab that mm. one for sure, because it's freaking 25 keys, man. To add to my 5,000, I got to do it. And I'm down to zero, so I do have to actually get the 25 Golden Keys this time. So not only were there the five plus the 25, but they also did five Borderlands pre-sequel Golden Keys via the shift codes. Yep. So, as always, those will be in the usual places. Grab them up, because why the hell not? It's free stuff. That's right. Can't beat free. Free 99. Free 99. I like it, man. And then also this week, our good buddy Randy Pitchford, he didn't just give us golden keys. He gave us an interview with a website called Glixel, which I had never heard of. Pretty nice, long, decent interview on that. I thought it was pretty good reading. I enjoyed it, actually. It gave it a really yeah. cool spin, because as we all know, Randy, he's out in the public. 
for better or for worse, he is out there. Yeah. And sometimes he comes off as a crazy maniac. Sometimes he comes off as a genius. (laughs) It's a thin line. It's a thin line we juggle. Being somebody who's kind of strange at times can relate, you know, so... I have a little more sympathy. At times. At, hey, shut up. All right, all right. I can all do right. this go, podcast, go. right? <laughs> I got to have some sense. That's not true at all. That's wrong. Uh, no, I nah, know. But the interview did, you know, give him a chance to speak and without just everybody throwing their opinions, you know, out there in, in the interim. And it really kind of put things in perspective. And I was like, well, I really agree with what he's talking about, you know? Yeah. For better or for worse, you want your name out there, and you've got to push boundaries. You've got to, you know, take those risks and hope that things turn out for the best. And if they don't, you take a lesson out of it, and then you improve. You know, and that was the gist of what he was talking about. Yeah. A couple of the questions, you know, he they were asking, uh, will there be a spin on Borderlands Three? And he said, well, of course, we don't want to just rest on what we have. You know, they like to innovate and change things up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just saying, I think Conjecture Land's going to pretty much hit the nail on the head. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we hit pay dirt with that one. I think so, too. And then he also uh, talked a little bit about uh, Gearbox Quebec and said that what they're working on will be announced some point this year, which we've already discussed and knew as, you know, solid information. And that what they're working on is an existing IP, once again, as we discussed, but it's going to also have their own take, their own spin on that particular IP. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty excited and stoked to see what Brothers in Arms with a spin on it is going to be. Or 80s action movie Duke. If it was a retro side-scroller, they would have had it done by now. But hey, you never know. So True. So- something... Like we said, probably Brothers in Arms, we both agree on that, with mm-hmm. a unique spin on it. Maybe you play both sides. That's new for Brothers in Arms. You wouldn't play a Nazi campaign. How about this? Maybe, like I said, you play both sides, but the German side is like a, one of the like assassination plots, that kind of like, you know, we're a group who's trying to fight the power, overthrow it. Obviously, you know how that'll end up, but, you know, just, just another idea. If there's a twist on the Brothers in Arms formula, it'd be playing as other factions versus just one unit. Maybe you mm-hmm. follow those two units and either they meet up or don't. I guess you wouldn't have to. That's that's all conjecture. We didn't go out to the island, man, so I Sorry. can't really speak I, on that, man. I wanted to swim out there, man. Just... No, we can't go out there. This is not the episode for Conjecture Land. Okay, 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 okay. All right, so you not... know the rules, man. All right. To the island or not. Okay. So <laughs> I do want to say that I thought this interview was a really good one. It wasn't it seemed like a more like personable interview, like kind of casual, but they didn't just feed him softball questions. They did ask him some harder questions, but it seemed a lot more conversational than a lot of these interviews are, where it's just like, so you know Battleborn sucks, right? Well, no, I don't think so. Uh, Overwatch, blah. You know what I mean. Well, no, I get you. And I, I feel like they asked decent questions, but I feel more importantly that Randy Pitchford's answers were unique. You know, yeah. he really went in and told you the reality of it from his perspective instead of just giving you, you know, the the one old five answer. No, Battleborn's great. Next question. Right, right. No, he went, no, I understand that Blizzard said, hey, we're making Overwatch. And we went, oh, my God, are you kidding me? You know, and then he went to his boss and said, hey, it's Blizzard. It's Activision. We mm-hmm. cannot punch him in the face and win this fight. And they said, hey, we're going to go with what we got and hope for the best. And that's yeah. precisely what they did. And then, oh, geez, before we move on, you guys really need, should check out this interview. It really does give a good perspective of Randy Pitchford. I mean, mm, almost every question in there I can go ahead and just recap and talk about because I really felt the answers were pretty legit and on the nose. Yeah. So I'm not going to keep harping about it. Go check out the interview. It's good. Moving on to the battle plan, right? That's right. Because, well, did they announce Borderlands 3 or do anything? Nope. Mm, nope. Any DLC for the existing Borderlands games? Nope. Mm. Okay. Homeworld? Nothing I saw. Okay. I didn't see anything either. Uh, Brothers in Arms? Sadly not. No. Okay. Just making sure. we got to cover our bases. That's and, of true. course, the one we always forget, Duke Nukem. Nothing for Duke. Nothing for Duke except for pre-order your Bulletstorm so you can get yourself a Duke Nukem Adventure Time. Very well done, Eric. Hey, you know what? I'm trying to help out. 
do my part. I'm, I'm picturing the bit in Starship Troopers. Do your part. Sign up now. Would you That's like to know more? That's what I was thinking more? when I said it. Because <laughs> I was thinking about Colonial Marines and another question from that interview. <laughs> nice. Good. Oh, goodness. All right, so moving on into the battle plan, first things first, it is the official launch date for Beatrix. For people who don't have the season pass or digital deluxe versions, you can get her in-game for 47,500 credits, you know, the usual. And then, speaking of the usual, they're also dropping double XP for this weekend from Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern to Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern, so you can level her all the way up to now 20 and uh, just max her out, master her, just do it all over the weekend, just play like... Non-stop, 72 hours. Go nuts. So, on the topic of Beatrix, we, of course, have been able to play her all week. What do you think, Matt? Did you like her? Did you hate her? Did you get enough time to even have an opinion? I got enough time to have an opinion, but I didn't play her a lot because our big our big chunk of game time on Saturday, you played her more than I did. I ran through the Thrall Rebellion with her, and like I kind of thought, I feel like she's going to get some couple nerfs, which they did confirm in the stream. I think she's going to get cooldown nerfs versus ability nerfs, because uh, my one real impression of her, and I had a little bit of cooldown gear on when I was playing her, but not a ton. It just seemed like I would use Patient Zero, I would fire off a full, a full clip, if you want to call it that, for my syringe, I would shoot out Fulminate, and then Patient Zero would be up. So I'd use it, shoot out a full clip, Fulminate would be up, 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 up. Like, I felt like I I never ran low on skills, or you know what I mean. But mm-hmm. I think that's the, the that was the only thing I really took away in a, like a negative sense. Otherwise, she was a ton of fun to play. I liked the way everything felt, like all the skills, the way she moved, you know, the way the gun, the syringe worked. I really enjoyed my time with her, but I feel like she's going to get dialed down just a little bit. Well, I agree. I think she will. The cooldown times are pretty quick. I kind of found, though, that they were almost needed. I mean, she doesn't hit particularly hard with her standard attack. Right. And she dies quick, just like we talked about and assumed that would be the case. Mm -hmm. So I feel like without those skills being up, she's not nearly as viable as some other of my go-to characters. Here's the only counter I would have to that. I think the mods you can put on the skills are a little too much if they're going to be that quick. I think if they were just the base level skills where you get attack speed up and then attack damage down plus damage for fulminate, then it's fine. But since Mm -hmm. you can put silence on the fulminate, you can put, you know, the aura of poison around yourself on patient zero. You can mod them up all different kinds of ways. I think that's what makes the cooldowns too fast. If it was just the base ones, I think it's fine. But all the other stuff you can stack on top of it is just too much. Yeah, I guess I'd have to agree because... She was pretty powerful, especially if you got her up to the max. And a funny note, here's why I know she was actually a little too powerful once you got her up to max level. Because mm. we were tipsy as can be <laughs> on Friday playing her. And I went back and looked at some of those logs, and I was doing top-end damage, all sorts of goodies, drunker than a skunk. I was going to say, I specifically remember playing Oscar Mike one match and you beat me on like kills and damage and everything and i was Mm -hmm. like how the f did this dude beat me on you know he's not my super main or anything but my original guy who i always do solid slash amazing with and you're just like oh first time jones (laughs) i'm just great i guess that kind of proves that she is in need of a little bit of nerfing but it's sad to see well it hasn't happened yet but i'm sure we will see it happen yeah. They did do a little bit of hot fiction to her, and the case of it just really being they set the item level of Beatrix's lore legendary to be fixed at the same level of other characters' lore legendary items. So, nothing fancy pants, just basically adjusting something they had messed up in the first place. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really sure what that meant, actually. I would assume just item cost versus, you know, activation cost. Mm-hmm. That's what I was assuming. Other hot fix they said uh, number of bank pages is going from 8 to 10, just so you can have all the pieces of gear in the world. You can run through all the story apps a million times and get a million whites and just have all your millions of whites sitting there. You could be a hoarder on Battleborn. You can do it. <laughs> you, you could be that guy. I can't even imagine in what world you need 10, <laughs> even 8 bank pages. It's just, there's no flipping way. There's no way. I think I bought two 
just because of item overflow from all the stories we were playing and, you know, the ops as we started rocking through those. Mm-hmm. But, you know, then I go out and I cull everything I don't use other than legendaries in the in the event that they do some kind of item crafting type deal like they've talked about before as a theoretical possibility. So I have all my legendaries and then just the items I have in loadouts that I'm going to use. Like you said, I couldn't imagine having eight full pages of gear. Like, what would you use ever? Like, how could you pick? I don't get it. I don't know. That's a question for other strange people. That's a question for Sean, probably. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna put him on blast like that, man. Jeez. <laughs> well, we put him on blast during the mailbag last time. <laughs> if he true. hadn't left us after that, hey, he even played with us after that. So see, he loves us. It's fine. It's fine. It's okay. It's okay. All right. So, Mister Matt, mm-hmm. they moved on from there. They talked a little bit about uh, queuing and Battleborn, and they also talked about this on the stream. All kinds of queue stuff. Yeah, it was basically how they monitor it. You know, it's kind of the same thing they've talked about several times in the past Mm -hmm. and how they want to make sure that with the new people coming in with the winter update, that they have things viable, the different modes in the different areas and appropriate places so that way everybody gets on and plays together and has a great time together. And it was mostly focused around incursion, right? Yeah, more or less. Kind of the incursion queue and what it had become versus how they want things to be broken up. They basically reordered all the queues like you said for new players they brought bots battle back which you know my thoughts on that i still have an old man grumpy face on that but they wanted that to be like the you know the intro to pvp queue which obviously is what it's going to be they they did say though that this week they're turning character uniqueness off in that so if you just got beatrix you can hop in bots battle play with five beatrixes have a crazy time they said after bots battle the next level up in like competitiveness for Versus queues, they want to have quick match. That's going to be all maps, all modes, and it'll it'll do a really loose kind of uh, ELO-based matchmaking. So, you know, loose skill-based. Well, we know it's loose. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They want that to be a competitive queue, but not like super competitive tournament level. You know, go in with your five people and just wreck shop. Mm -hmm. They want that to be the versus draft queue which is going to have, you know, it'll be the pick and ban system because it's versus draft. They said that that's going to be incursion and meltdown only. I don't know if that's just for, you know, this week or right now, but they said that's going to be some really tight ELO-based, you know, skill-based matchmaking. So if you want to roll with a crew and you think you guys are bad mamajamas, you're going to want to jump in that. And they want that to be their, like, you know, their their pro-level competitive queue. And they said that because Incursion was that before, that's pretty much where everyone was going, the Incursion queue is gone right now. Just to try and push people to versus draft, which is more of a pro setup, because you pick and you ban and, you know, you do all the pro level stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, they, and they they still have it in quick match as well. So if you want to just go have a down and dirty quick match, it will be in that rotation. So you don't have to go to versus draft if you're right, not right. feeling like you want to compete on that kind of, you know spirit of competition you can just go to quick match and have a good time but speaking of versus draft i got in a match at the versus draft the other night Mm -hmm. and overall i thought it was pretty fun i liked i liked the whole banning issue going on you know you're like oh i don't want to deal with the pendles you know you annoys the hell out of me so you vote pendles and yeah you got to hope the rest of your team vote pendles so if you got a coordinated group that's not an issue but if you're with randos which I didn't have all randos. I was with a couple people you know, we play with frequently. You pick a couple characters you actually want out, and that was pretty neat. It was pretty cool to see. You know, I was like, all right, Pendles is out. Boom, done. Not an issue. The only downside I had to that was that it takes forever. Mm-hmm. Like the banning and picking process, it took freaking five minutes or so. I mean, and that doesn't seem long, but, you know, when you're sitting there just doing it, you're like, oh, okay, <laughs> like to play this match here. What mm-hmm. the hell's going on? Why are we having trouble? Even the regular system, which I've, I've been doing, you know, quick matches here and there, even that seems to have slowed down some. It seems like I'm waiting like 30 full seconds, even though everyone's locked in with all their characters and everything. It still puts like an additional 20 seconds of waiting around. Because, I mean, there is the soft lock now. You can back out and all that stuff. But it seems like that takes way too long. So to add in pick and ban on top of that, too much. Too much. Yeah. It does take 
quite a bit of time. But to counter my own complaint, that is where you go if you want to have some competition. Yeah. And so, therefore, if you're willing to get in there and actually you want to play a legit round of Battleborn, you don't mind waiting that extra couple minutes to get the right picks, a good matchup, you know, and getting rid of the characters you don't want to play with or you think are unfair, overpowered, whatever. Mm-hmm. I can understand that. For me personally, I just want to get in and have some fun. Yeah, plus the analogy I have is ranked mode in League of Legends. And if you watch, you know, pro streamers or stuff, they'll queue up and it'll be 20 minutes before it even finds a match for them sometimes. You know, 10, 20, 5, 15, whatever. But they'll be sitting there, you know, doing playing whatever game in the background, and it'll be like, boom, match finally found. Oh, okay. Now I'm playing. And now one other thing about versus draft I want to give everybody a pro tip from the pro mat that I just extrapolated from the from the Twitch chat on the stream today. Oh boy! Like we said, Randy talked about all this stuff in the stream. While that was happening, someone said, "I love versus draft. I love banning people." Master of Eldragon, <laughs> ban, ban, ban. Well, hey, if you've mastered a character, but you don't care if they ban him or not, and you actually think it's garbage if they you know nobody's ever going to play them hey why not throw on your master of kelvin eric if you you know assuming you had it then oh we're gonna ban that kelvin haha no one was gonna no one was even gonna play him jokes on you suckers master of benedict (laughs) ha throw that bird in the trash trash can put it where it belongs in the trash can (laughs) you just wasted your ban suckers so there pro tip from the pro mat camouflage the characters you want banned or don't want banned. You know what I'm saying. You get it. Play some trick against the That's opposite right. faction. Get in their heads. Get in their oh, heads. Oh, yeah. I love getting in people's heads, Matt. I want to be in everybody's head. We, we are now, literally. If they're listening yes. to us, we're in their heads. What are you doing right now? Are your hands tied? You can't turn this off? I can say what I want to say. <laughs> so moving on to the community spotlight. Oh, come on, Matt. I nope. was just about to come We're out with some juicy moving tidbits. moving on. We're moving on. I'm no, taking control fine. of this show. Ah, fine. Move us on. Jeez, old Pete's. Moving on to the community spotlight. They talked about the two big Battleborn tournament things that are going on right now. Yeah, that Choctaw Festival of Gaming LFG, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's right. At the Choctaw going, Festival of Gaming <laughs> and, the, and the Helix Gamers League. I think the Choctaw Festival was still a little ways out, wasn't it? Or was that actually this weekend? No, no, that's a little ways out. Uh, you can actually still go get information on that and sign up to compete if you can get a team put together. Gearbox was letting you know that they actually have a forum thread set up. So if you're looking for a team, there's people there searching for uh, members and tryouts and all sorts of other good stuff Yep. to go compete in that. And that's in Oklahoma, as we've already discussed. And they said they've got LFG also going for the Helix Gamers League, which is taking place this weekend. So if, you know, you and your buddy were like, hey, we're pretty good at Battleborn, want to try it, but we don't have a five-man, hit up one of those threads. I mean, if you're in the area of Oklahoma, obviously, but pretty sure Helix Gamers League is just online. So hit up mm-hmm. those threads, see if you can find the rest of a team, and, uh, you know, maybe win yourself something cool. Yeah, we're, uh, we'll be there, right, Matt? I don't think we're going to be there. Two-man team. We don't need any other players. That's right. Just you and me. That's how Alani we do it. and Reyna, we're going to do right. it. <laughs> double, hey, double healer always does well, right? Just yeah, heal, heal, precisely. heal, shield, heal, shield. Da, 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 da. We're perfect. not there to win. We're just there to stay alive. <laughs> That's right. You'll never beat us. We'll just, just sit there and just heal each other. <laughs> That'll be fantastic. I can't wait. Speaking of fantastic, what's up with giant bears, Matt? Giant frickin' bears and Beatrix talking to... F- Giant tree bears and Boulder, yeah. and Boulder's infected by a tree bear parasite. Oh, spoiler alert. Oh, my gosh, what? you guys should read it for yourselves. This, oh, one, no. this one was a lot of fun. Probably would lead into the Montana stuff. Gee, who would have thought? Who would have thought? But I thought this one was pretty fun. I enjoyed it. Now, I'm not 100% certain, but it debunked my philosophy of Boulder. Yes, it did. See... I thought Boulder chopped himself off from a tree, and that's where he was born, was on a tree. But, uh, you know, as nope. my awesome Talented Tuesday drawing portrayed many, many, many Talented Tuesday episodes ago, but apparently that's not what happened. I was no. wrong. Sadly. This is actually a tree he implanted on himself, correct? 
Yeah, I think so. In the hopes of preserving it, and now it's like crushing his body or potentially going into like ruining his vital organs and or going to grow so heavy that it crushes him. Yeah, it's supposed to grow so big and so heavy that it will eventually crush him. And then he laughed and said she's that Beatrix is stupid. Uh-huh. So silly generate girl. Boulder yes. will never die. Which as we've seen, Boulder never dies, so That's true. He well, he's right about that. He had something right. Mm. So part of me is hoping that the lore continues with this and we find out that Boulder does eventually die. That's too much. <laughs> and then you're gonna wish for a lore where Benedict <laughs> dies and Kelvin you know dies. Trash cat bird flies into his son. Uh he's dead. Uh <laughs> fat chicken burns to death as well i like burning birds and then eating them so let's burn these birds <laughs> that eat them because uh, i hate fat chicken i had a round of fat chicken side note oh did you yeah the other night and this fat chicken was wrecking my face over and over again with his overpowered shitty aoe damage <laughs> they just nerfed it too so you're really bad <laughs> and i said i hate you Ernest. i hate you i know <laughs> It's still too powerful, but that's just me being salty, so we'll see. He does fire it off awful quick. I think maybe if they did an attack speed slowdown on it, too. Yeah, it is terrible. Oh, my goodness. But, anyways, that could be me being salty. I got to go in and actually play Ernest, you know, myself again. I haven't played him, to be honest, since they adjusted him, so uh, I got to get in there and play with him some more. I haven't played with him much since Kid Ultra came out, just because, you know, I played... A bunch of rounds with him, and I was like, okay, I get it. And I just never went back and finished him off. And I don't play against many fat chickens either. Mm-mm, you don't see a ton of them. On Chaos Rumble, it'll always be fat chickens. But on any other game mode, there's no fat chickens. Which surprises me, too, because in capture mode, he'd be amazing. Oh, wait, no one ever picks capture. We never play capture. Oh, B. Just play incursion. Charlie. <laughs> Goodness. Well, that was a fun sidetrack. Going on to the coming up segment. They drop some hints about all kinds of different cues, different kind of fun rotating cues that they want to have coming up oh in the future. Oh my gosh, these looked amazing. I know. So all kinds of different ones. A solo cue for solo players, which I think would be a lot of fun. I've been trying to run solo during the daytime because I work second shift and just getting stomped by, oh look, here's a team with a group of three. Well, I guess I'm going to be dead all the time. A lot of first-person shooters like Call of Duty and stuff have these, you know, and I like it because it evens the playing field. Yeah, yeah. You got that. They got big head mode, which, of course, everyone loves. Will always be fun. Uh, let's see. Captain's draft, which you talked about before, uh, versus draft short, which will make shorter game modes and maybe even a shorter, you know, pick time. We don't mm-hmm. know too many details on that yet. And then the really fun ones, Warfare Rumble, which will... Increase the damage. Randy was saying almost like double damage maybe. Takes the shields away from everybody. And then it's also apparently going to be really quick respawn times. So more, you know, I guess Call of Duty style. That's the only kind of quick death, quick respawn. That one I'm not excited about. I'm not too excited about that one. But that's why I don't like first person shooters in general, Matt. Is because I go, oh my god, this is amazing. I'm dead. Respawn. Oh, look, I should probably go to that house. Respawn. I'd like to play this game. Respawn. It's over and over again. And then I go, oh, I should break my controller. And then freaking dropkick my machine and throw it in the garbage can and never play a stupid video game again. Well, see, at least this one is Battleborn, though. So you'll see the giant Montana that kills you in one shot to your giant head. It won't be big head, but you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I I don't think it'll be as bad as some of those games, but, yeah, that, that one kind of skews me out just a little bit because I don't like that either. I mean, I've played plenty of Call of Duty and stuff like that, but if I'm not in the right mindset for it, I don't really like it. I just love the I love where it is because right now, anybody who attacks you, for the most part, you can counter. Yeah. Or at least get the heck out of Dodge and live to fight another day. Yeah. And that's what I enjoy so much about Battleborn, whereas this mm-hmm. uh, one basically takes that and throws it in the dumpster and just says, hey... You get in an attack, and you're going to win. So, you know, Pendles gets to jump on you. What's oh, that mean? That's going to be so good. Oh, yeah. I'm going to oh, love playing no, Pendles. God. Oh, I, yeah. I'm going to rage quit. eating it. up entire teams. Just nom, 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 Nope, that's nom, like your bot's battle. I'm doing it. Oh, cross my grumpy little heads. Be sad about it. That's right. I've got one. You can have one. That's fine. That's, that's right. Fine. Well, it's fair. We're equal out. 
Like we said, these are just rotating game modes, at least from mm. what they've said. I can't imagine that one sticking around. I no, mean, the one that's going to stick around, man. I, I hope so. Is Gravity Rumble. That sounds awesome. Oh, my God, dude. Just imagine a Rendy. I'm going to be like, wee, wee. <laughs> just hopping around like a moron everywhere. <laughs> you say, imagine trying to hit a thorn, though. Just, oh. woo. Or an Ombra when they're just moon jumping around and they got you leashed. When she's got you leashed on her staff. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, it will be fun, though, because they said, in addition to super low gravity, which makes super high jumps, they're also going to ramp up everybody's melee power and the knockback on the melee. So you can be bouncing people all around the place. It's going to be ridiculous. Hey, minion wave. Whap. Woo. Wee. Goodbye. Oh, imagine being like a Kelvin just running around. Pop, pop. Just People are going to be flying. You're going to see the whole mashup in the middle of them lanes and just pop, mm-hmm. pop, 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 like a little popcorn. Or here, I'm an Atticus. I'm up in the peeky poo. Pounce in, punch, 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 punch. Oh, lane's Get clear because everybody's yep. gone. Oh, that's going to be good. I think Heck that yeah. by far is probably the coolest one. I think big big head mode will be a lot of fun, but that uh, keeping the crits on, that scares the hell out of me. <laughs> I was just going to say, it'll be fun until you get a team with an Oscar Mike, a Marquee, a Whiskey Foxtrot, a mm-hmm. Thorn, and anybody with a gun. Plink, 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 plink. Ah, oh, ha, ha, got him. But yep. you can do the same to them, too. So, I mean, it'll be it'll be a ranged DPS big head mode is basically what it'll be. Pretty much, because I know I'm not going to want to be any kind of melee for that one. So, Although you can melee people in the head, just saying. That's true. You sure the hell can. And then, hey, maybe you can actually hit that moon jumping thorn because she'll have have a bigger head on her body. Look, I can actually I can actually shoot her and hit her. Oh my god, oh, that, that'll be her. What a shocker! Oh my god. Yeah, there you go. I, I guess that'll make it worth it in and of itself. Just freaking shooting thorn and Melka in their faces. And a Rendy. Oh, little, little tiny hot, hey, hot love, bot of Rendy. You stop talking bad about little old Rendy. You leave her alone. Well, hey, you you and I have both had problems against good Rendies. Yes, so you know they what do. I'm saying. They irritate me, but since I love her, because she's skinny and she's short, mm-hmm. it's too much. She's got to be she's got to be skinny and fat like a fat chicken, or tall and thin like nobody. So there you go. Sort of like Wrath, he'd be the closest to that. Yeah, I guess. Or Thorn. Thorn. She's not super tall though. I meant like no, Montana she's tall. Average. Like, oh ooh. yeah, fourteen feet. As yeah, exactly. Randy was saying. Yeah, well, that sums it up, man. That was it. The battle plan done, just like that. So, yeah, that wraps up the battle plan. Only thing left now is to talk about the uh, Montana and the Demon Bear reveal stream. Why don't you kick it off there, Eric? It was uh, pretty late in the game. I was sitting there patiently waiting for it, and they went through all sorts of craziness to get there, and it was a lot of fun craziness. You Mm. know, we got to see Randy go freaking bananas, just doing all of his different voices, challenging Jim Feronda, yeah, you know, it, it was, was nuts, and I loved the look on Anthony's face during that big spiel he went on with Montana. Anthony was just looking at him like, "I don't understand what's going on right now." And they did the story time, the story time old school filter. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And I got to agree with the chat. That was starting to burn my eyeballs after a little <laughs> while. I I just had it on my phone, so it wasn't that bad. Plus, I was uh, taking notes. Yeah, well, I had about my screen three inches away from my face, so. After all, I was like, oh, my God, my eyes, they hurts. <laughs> but overall, it was, to me, a lot of fun. And yeah. more importantly, going to the Montana and the Demon Bear, it looked amazing. Oh, yeah. my gosh. It was just, oh. Yeah, I love the Halloween slash spooky vibe of it all. Mm-hmm. They said the basic setup is, you know, Montana, let's see, it's Montana, Alani, Alani Thorn, Shane and Orcs, and Boulder. Boulder. And then Nova. They're all camping out on Tempest, and so Montana's telling a, a spooky slash tall tale kind of story around the campfire. Everyone's got their own iteration of it. Yeah, that that I thought was cool. Yeah, throughout the ten stories you go through, you basically get a, a, a revision on the tale from every character from their point of view. Mm. And then, of course, as Randy said, there's going to be a couple from Montana himself, since it is Montana's ops mission. But the basic premise of it is Nova crashes, you got to go save her, and everything that happens in between is improvised by that particular storyteller. Mm. And as people were saying, and I too was super excited about Alani's in this one, and I'm like, oh my gosh, finally we get some Alani 
DLC in here. Oh, this is fantastic. And they didn't disappoint me because they went ahead and they showed some clips of them playing. And then in the very beginning, the uh, the zombies were appearing. And I think it's zombie Varelsi. And then he was, ah! And then, you know, and so he changed it to minion bots instead. Oh, I mean, minion mm. bots, right? Oh. And I was like, oh, this is, this is what I'm talking about. There was a definite, and everyone was saying this in the chat too, a definite uh, Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep feel with, oh, hey, here's what happened. Oh, wait, no, it was different. It was slightly different. It was these. Mm-hmm. It was these instead of those. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Yeah, they were saying it was a, it was a great mesh-up between Borderlands 2's uh, the Halloween gig and yep. then Tiny Tina. And it was spot on. It was pretty much, yeah, exactly. But, of course, the Battleborn world with the Battleborn twists and all the cool, mm-hmm. unique characters that they've got instead of Borderlands. The aesthetics were outstanding. I know they went back to the whole generate theme, but the way they spookified it, or spoopified it, <laughs> I'm shaking my head right now. I'm- oh, come on, man. I was trying. The way they did that, it looked awesome, and yeah. it went back to the Atticus and the Thrall Rebellion style, where it's like an open, not open world, but... You're outside and you're in like a nice open space where you yeah. feel like you can explore and run around again. Whereas the last two have been indoors and you know. Building on that, there's going to be a lot of, like you said, open play spaces, places you can actually get ambushed by enemies. Like the first area we saw, they were running through a graveyard, and like you said, at, at first zombie Varelsi were popping out of the different graves all around, and then they went into like a thrall village, and so thralls were just coming out of the buildings any which way kind of all around in this big open area so like you said i i definitely liked the the going back to like i'm i'm open i'm in a place versus i'm in a series of boxes essentially you know mm-hmm. what I, mean. I do i know exactly what you mean but overall what they showed was really cool the demon bear himself looked fantastic oh yeah i mean and then the the zombies you know popping up all that stuff happened it was just looked pretty damn cool and then i was like well when's it coming out they never said matt they didn't tell me and i was sad my eyes watered up i thought i had a tear or two and and i was like it's never gonna come they didn't tell me the day and see the best part is i was watching it on my phone so i'm I'm watching it's getting close to the end and here what is this twitter notification swipe down and it was from i think it was from battleborn and saying hey look Beatrix launches today, and then something, 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 and also keep an eye out for our fourth op next week. Oh, okay. Well, maybe that's why they didn't say anything on the stream. So according to whoever runs the Battleborn Twitter, this is coming out next week. Maybe. No Could be. flipping way. I next so. week, Matt? We haven't even got through all ten iterations of Oscar Mike. I know. It's freaking nuts, dude. God. And speaking of Oscar Mike, what'd you think? I thought it was awesome. Like I said, I got to be honest with people on the podcast. I thought it was awesome from a writing standpoint. I loved every mission we went through. We were laughing and having a great time. That was awesome. Gameplay-wise, it doesn't really do a lot for me because you're just in a room shooting enemies. It's not bad. It was fun, but it just wasn't like engaging. You're not moving around, you know, going through different areas or different sections of a ship. It was just kind of, hey, you're in a battle room. So I think I thought it was the least engaging gameplay-wise out of them, but the story that was running over top balanced it out, and it was pretty great. Mm-hmm. So I, I enjoyed it, just not so much the, the gameplay mode. I was in a slightly different boat. I just enjoyed it overall, even though yeah. it was, like you said, kind of a horde mode. They did vary it up a little bit. They changed the decorations a bit, you know, in between some of the matches. Yeah, I thought that was good. And that was mm-hmm. cool. I was hoping for more, as we discussed before. I was hoping for, like, lava floors and moving pillars and all sorts of really cool, crazy, exotic things. It didn't happen. But, as you said, the story above it was hilarious. Yeah. And I just found myself chomping through the bots, getting through all the ads to listen to the story. To get to the next story bit. And it's a short, it's a very short ops mission. Yeah, it felt really short. So it wasn't like I was, it wasn't like I was angry because I, oh my God, all these waves just to hear the story. I mean, it was just no, 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 yeah. boom, 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 boom. Ah, the next funny bit. Oh, look, listen to Whiskey Foxtrot be crazy. Oh, this is great. And yeah. then moved on, moved on. And then you, and at the end of it, you got that amazing boss. Yeah. You know, for people who haven't played it yet, I won't say, you know, what amazing bosses or boss it is, but it was fantastic. The boss parts were really fun. Mm-hmm. 
So between just wanting the story, getting the story, and the fact that it was moving really quick, I wasn't as upset with the fact that the rooms didn't vary enough to what I would was hoping was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I'm comfortable with saying I still think it's pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I'm not actively upset when I play it. But when I think back, I'm like, oh, I was just in a, in a room fighting and then listening to fun stuff. So I agree. It's it's well worth anybody's money if they don't have it yet because it is a lot of fun and it's funny. So there you go. Boom. Stamp recommended. Stamp of approval. Now, before we go on to other stuff, I want to dial it back just a little bit to <laughs> the start of the stream, the Montana the Demon Bear stream. Because Randy said a bunch of stuff that I think is worth mentioning. Yeah, he did. Now, I know I know the one thing that you're sighing about. I want to talk about two other things real quick. Because they talked a lot about cues and daily quests and matchmaking and all that other stuff. I'm not going to go into it too heavy, but he said two things. First thing I did agree with, he said if you leave a game that's in progress, you don't get any kind of reward. So if you're trying to like farm quests real quick and just leave you know, a PvP match... You're not going to get anything. I totally agree with that because I get one lever in pretty much every PvP match I've been playing, and I played like you know six over the course of two days. Not a lot, I know, but every single one I had somebody leave and then come back and look and leave. So I'm glad he got nothing. Second thing he said, which did make me have an old man frown on my face, was he said, there's going to be no more punishment for surrenders. And I thought that was something they built into the game a long, long time ago. Like, you got way less XP, way less credits. They did. You got the diminished returns. But he said now it's a valid way of leaving a game mode. So I really don't like it. I mean, it didn't decrease the amount of surrender or surrender votes we had going in games previously. But in all those six games I played... Oh, look, we're playing on Incursion Overgrowth. Okay, well, they pushed us back to our sentry once. Uh, surrender! Surrender! Let's surrender! Let's just quit! We, uh, they didn't even put any damage on the sentry, and it's, well, no, we're done. We're done. we got to go. No, can't, can't play this match. Like, there, there has to be a penalty for teams who surrender. They tried to emphasize, though, the fact when they were saying this, if you remember, they were trying to emphasize the fact that by staying in the match and not surrendering, you're gaining more XP and mm-hmm. you know command rank and all that good stuff the longer you're in that match. And he says, even if you surrender, yeah, we took the punishment away, but by the time you get out, you log back in another queue, get in another game, if you'd have just stuck it out and battled, you'd yeah. have gained more XP via that route than by quitting. So I think they're trying to counter that. They're, they're trying to say, hey, we'd rather you surrender than just leave and screw everybody over for you know mm-hmm. for sure. But we want to encourage you to stay in the match because we're going to make it so you're getting enough points as you're playing the longer you're in there to make it worth your while. I don't see this working at all. I was going to say, now the counter to that is the one guy I played with during one of those six matches, he kept calling for a surrender vote, and when we wouldn't surrender, he left. Then he came back, you know, realizing that he couldn't, you know, join another game until this one was over. And he stood there in the base, he was a galt, stood there in the base firing his shotgun constantly. So he wasn't idle, but he was doing nothing. Uh So this is how PvP games are sometimes, so I don't think there's anything you can really, really do about it because people will find a way around certain things. But I don't know, the the whole leaving and surrender situation is sometimes just out of hand. Well, the only way to kind of solve that is, and, and they said that they do watch and pay attention to people who surrender, people who leave, that yeah. kind of thing. If you report the individual AFK, sure, it's not going to do anything that match, but if you do it and then Johnny Joe, the next guy, plays and does it to him as well because he's being a jerk, enough mm-hmm. AFKs, I got to imagine, they will go, hey, look, this dude is being reported for AFKing like every time he plays this game. Let's mm-hmm. ban him. Or suspend them or, you know, whatever it is. Well, see, that's my only concern is, I'm using quote fingers, none of you can see, he wasn't AFK because he was standing there just firing a shotgun. I hope they can, you know, extrapolate the data and see what was he doing. He was just standing there doing one thing. Mm -hmm. Because Danny's posted stuff on Twitter about it too. Oh, here's an SNA who wants to give up, so he's standing on the spawn pad just twirling in circles. He's not technically idle, but... I think yeah. they have those metrics of how much distance you travel, kills, deaths, all that good stuff. I would stuff. assume so. And obviously, if he's not moving outside the base, he's not moving. 
Therefore, travel distance zero, kills yeah. obviously zero. Somebody reported may have K. Okay, this makes sense. Yeah. It's all yeah. adding up. It's done enough times. So you, the player, have the power. Report those suckers for being AFK, being little crybabies who can't finish a match. Do it. And if you're an AFK little crybaby who can't finish the match, just don't. Just go out there. Go play PVE. Or go out there, and even if you die, you're already like 1-9, which is why you want to surrender anyway. Just go go continue to be garbage. You're not hurting us that much because we're already pushed back to our second century. It'll actually go faster. Maybe you can help them level up and help them get the century. You know, take one for the team. <laughs> That's the negative spin on it. Here's the positive spin. Okay, you suck, right? You don't know how to kill people. It's not your sh- it's not your stick. Right. Well, there's a billion other options out there. Hey, go mm-hmm. kill their turrets. Go kill their buildables. That gets you points. That gets you recognition. That gets you mm-hmm. lore challenges. Go be useful in some other fashion. Because yeah. in most of them, especially Incursion, you know where everybody's fighting at for the most part. It's a oh, simple yeah. matter to just divert, go on the secondary lane, and go kill turrets. Go screw around. Yeah, it's probably not going to alter the course of the game, but you're at least helping in some way. You're at least contributing. So if we did push through that big though, well, hey, you got rid of the two turrets and their speed boost. Yay for you. Congrats. You were helpful in some way or fashion. So there you go. Yeah, I agree. A positive spin. Be productive in another fashion if you cannot seem to kill another player. All right. So now that you're all pumped up with positivity, I'm going to make you real sad because Randy acknowledged that somebody is very close to finding one of the Borderlands Easter eggs in one of the story ops. And spoiler alert, it's not us. I can guarantee you that. God bless it. I just, I don't know, Matt. My, I have t- I've said it before. My eyes burn. I can't mm. see things straight anymore. I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm happy, maybe, because at least we're going to see him. Once somebody finds it, then we can go do it and be like, oh, okay. And we'll be like, oh, well, this was way too much. There's no way we could have done this. Then mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not going to specifically point out the other person who's involved in this, but I have a feeling that our buddy Joe Zos is one of the participants who is working on slash close to finding the egg because he's been working with somebody else. Again, I don't want to want to say anything and get get him sniped and get everybody mad at me, but uh, I'd keep an eye out for him and his buddy. Well, I'm hoping we see something soon because I'd love to see what kind of secrets we got. And then, you know, another nice thing about this is it's going to be an indication of how hard these guys are to find because I think mm-hmm. we got spoiled with that very first one. Oh, yeah, we absolutely did. I think either A, they were hoping that the lightning was maybe more sporadic and that you couldn't see it regardless without that lightning strike, so therefore you had to be in the right moment at the right time. Or they just kind of wanted to make sure we found one so that way we understood that they exist, which is probably the more likely story. I think that's it too. And now they're like, well, now that they know we, we're real and we actually got them in here, let's, let's, be, let's, do this, let's do this right. And now they've got it under all kinds of wacky, extreme, reading the lore, figuring out particular things, doing all this and that. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. I think it's got to be that second one because they put two in Atticus. So I think they put one that'll be like, oh, they'll find it. And then, then we'll be like, hey, Get guys, but, but you didn't find it. And be like, oh, no, oh, geez. Yeah, I think that's precisely what happened. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of excited to see somebody actually figure one out. That way we can get a, you know an idea of what we're looking at. Exactly. And I have a feeling when we find out what we're looking at, it's going to be that me and you will never find any of these. I'm 90% sure that is exactly what's going to happen. Because mm-hmm. even building off what Joe Zos and his buddy were talking about, I was just like, man, I don't even have access to that one lore or this or I wouldn't have even put two and two together to try and find, you know, to make that be a thing that I would mm-hmm. be looking for. I would have had no hope of this. So, spoiler alert, we, we are probably not going to find any of them. No. Great. Makes Go me sad. Go third shift, you sons of guns. <laughs> so, going from us being terrible and awful, let's go to a mailbag entry from somebody who thinks we're great. How about that? I like that. I need to pick me up. So, we got an email from Dave S. Hello, Dave S. We're never going to get another one from him now. Thanks, Eric. You're welcome. I do my best. So Dave writes, I'll start off by saying I love the podcast and I'm looking forward to your new one as well. Listen to our Conjecture Land episode for that. 
You guys are hilarious. You could talk about anything and I'd listen. Well, thanks, Dave. He continues, So I was listening to your Borderlands 3 conjecture, and I love the idea of border worlds. I'll add some conjecture of my own. I bet they'll have four to six new characters, but they'll bring back the characters from 1, 2, and the pre-sequel, except Roland, sad face. So that would be around 20 characters right there, and what if they added some Battleborn characters to the mix? So my question would be, which Battleborn characters would be a good fit in the Borderlands universe? I could see Whiskey as a good fit personally, and maybe Melka too. What do you guys think? Keep up the great work, Dave S. All right. Well, to start off, let's go a little facts, just to make sure we're clear on everything. It's not going to happen, because as we've been told a million times, Randy Varnell doesn't want to mix Battleborn with Borderlands. This is conjecture land. It doesn't matter. This is conjecture land for fun. Yeah. Hey, get in the canoe. Get All in the right, canoe yes. right now. Let's paddle. Get in. I'm getting in the canoe because I don't want to talk Splish. about this unless we're there. Splish. Splish. There it is. Oh, the call of the conjecture birds. Oh, those birds. I love you, birds. The smell so of fresh poop. On face. On the palm leaves. Mm. Battleborn in a good fit in the Borderlands world. Hmm. <laughs> I think Rain would be a perfect fit. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, she's got that pirate swashbuckling going on, that attitude. She's got that same sauce, that sauce that a lot of characters in Borderlands have. Mm. And I think if you put her in a bar scenario, you know, sort of going along in some storyline with Moxie, you wouldn't think, oh, think yeah. you wouldn't think twice. You'd immediately go, "Oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense." It'd be like Moxie's badass sister or something. Yeah, or she could have very easily been um, Sir Stupid a lot's, you know, badass sister. Sir Hammerlock, yes. (laughs) Obviously, he has a sister, but hey, whatever. Now, here, I got two I'm going to hit you with. First one, because I think there are characters like this in the game already. Oscar Mike would be perfect as just a big, dumb, dopey, I'm going to go go get him, soldier. I can see him being in Borderlands, like, hey, come on, soldiers, let's go get the thing. And as you just open up the giant boss cave or something, and the boss comes out and steps on him and crushes him to death with one foot. Yes, much like the bots. Yeah. But speaking of bots, thanks for the segue. Isaac would be perfect. Oh, yeah. Just a malevolent AI who just is there to torture you or send you out to torture other things, make life miserable for everything. Hey, we're on this we're on this idyllic like Eden-like planet. Oh, it's amazing. Who's our contact? Oh, it's Isaac. He wants us to wreck everything here. Look at how the happy little bunnies dance with the you know the happy little teddy bears. Well, if you blow up a bunny and put like a teddy bear f- fluff down by it, now they're at war. Now they're blood bunnies and demon bears, and now they're just going at it. Ah, we've ruined everything. Yes, mm-hmm. that would be awesome. Yeah, I would, oh, man, I could go forever here. Here's uh, another great one. You tie in. You got Cleese. Boom. Easy pig. Oh hey, look! Oh, we need a new Atlas, uh, you know, doctor and/or scientist. Boom! Cleese pops in. Hey, I was in this hidden land, just like in Tales from the Borderlands. Blah 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 blah. Or or he? Oh, I was messing with Varelsi portal technology, and I opened up a rift in space, and now I'm in this crazy, stupid world. Gee, great to see another world on the brink of total, abo- you know, abomination and destruction. obliteration, oblivion. Well, any kind of bad world oh, word you want to use there. <laughs> Here's a bad word. <laughs> world on the brink of bad thing. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Hell, he's even got the intro story. Look at that. Boom. And then yep. lastly, it popped into my head instantly, was Beatrix, our new little DLC character. Oh, How yeah. badass would it be to actually have a competent doctor? Because Nurse Nina and doctors... She is a real doctor. Nurse yeah. Nina and Dr. Zed just don't cut the mustard, man. <laughs> and I ain't letting either of them look at me. Uh-huh. Eric, what are you talking about? Beatrix, you don't want that either. <laughs> Wouldn't let her touch me with a 10-foot pole. Damn it. Well, I'd still say she's my best bet for living. I don't know. I do know. Nurse Nina, not going to help you, Matt, I promise. She says, Nina, good for you. Yeah, I trust well, her. Well, Everybody loves a Russian. Yeah, I don't know about all that. Not the Russian part. I love you Russians. Don't uh, you know, Any Russians listen to this, I'm not saying that. Matt, you're going to get us in trouble, Jesus. <laughs> oh, man, don't talk about politics. This is the year 2017. It's the land of hope and magic. That's right. All right. Now, one other thing I did want to tie this into, and 
this was going to be the mailbag if we didn't just get this awesome email. In the Twitter thread, Twitter discussion, I, I don't know what the correct Twitter terminology is, but we posted up our Conjecture Land episode, and on the Twitter for that, we got a big, long discussion. Me, Joe Zos, Hunter Cochran, all kind of talking about Battleborn and Borderlands. Quick backstory. Jozo's, who started it all, was saying, my conjecture is going to be, how about a new faction for, like, season two, if they do a season two? And it would be the Estanti, you know, a whole ancient race. You could bring in six new characters or five or however many and have them all be under this new faction banner. You could make them all different. And I said, well, how about, since I was piggybacking off of his piggybacking of my idea, I said, what about a Vault Hunter faction where you have six of the Vault Hunters from the Borderlands series? And then it got into this big discussion about how much Borderlands people want in their Battleborn, how much Battleborn anybody would want in their Borderlands. I don't want to go into it too much, but I just want to say it was a really good discussion between me and these two other guys. I really enjoyed you know, the conversation we had. So if you guys have any strong feelings about that, go hit up the, uh, the Twitter feed for that. It was really interesting. I don't know if you got a chance to look at it. Yeah, I did. I took a peek at it. It's kind of where I drew the... Uh, the comment earlier about not wanting to mix uh, Battleborn with Borderlands. Yeah, that did, that did come out. I came, yeah, that was where he was talking about it, and then, of course, I went back and looked, and Randy had specifically stated at one point that he didn't want those two worlds to be mingled because they weren't the same worlds at all. Yeah. But they did state there will be the Borderlands skins, so, of course, it's all in mm-hmm. good fun. I thought it was a fun discussion, and those guys were saying some things from a different perspective than I had thinking about you know, other universes mixing with, you know, the game that we mm-hmm. all enjoy and love and how other people, even other than them, could look at it. Other perspectives are good, man. We like perspectives. Not always. Not if they're from the trolls. <laughs> I even like the troll perspectives because then it helps me dive into that world. I will say Hunter did bring up the fact that it seems like a lot of Borderlands people have been hating on Battleborn as well. It's like, but you're all under the same umbrella. Everybody should just get along. Everybody should just be nice. Mm-hmm. We need, when's Borderlands 3 come out, man? <sighs> I'm not Randy Pitchford. You can't say that okay. to me. All right, never mind then. Fine, fine, fine. So yeah, that ties up the mailbag. If you guys got any questions for us or you want to jump in you know, with any comments or suggestions or any anything at all, even if you just want to say hi, you can email us at info at thirdshift.me. You can find us on Twitter under thirdshiftme. That's thirdshiftme. And you can find us on Facebook under thirdshift. Heck yeah. And if you want to throw your support our way, you can also go over to our Patreon and throw in a buck. Throw in five bucks, throw in ten bucks, throw in a hundred bucks. Pretty soon, I'm going to need that <laughs> to feed my children, guys and girls. See that, Danny? I switched it up. Not boys and girls. It's guys and girls now. Boom. I'm making Fellas the magic and ladies, happen. That's right. Gentlemen and gentle ladies. Oh. But yes, if you'd love what you hear and you say, ah ha ha, I laughed. Matt made a funny. Head on over there, throw in a buck. It helps us out. It helps us stay motivated and go, hey, people actually enjoy what they're listening to. And mm-hmm. then we make more and we put our energy and our lifeblood into it. Actually, I put most of my lifeblood into my Joe Shrine, but. That's neither here nor there. Support us on Patreon. We appreciate it. We love you guys and girls out there. Our continuing supporters, we thank you guys very, very much. Look forward to the future here because we're talking about some changes with the Patreon and how we want to do things. We've had some ideas in the works, and we did just get an email from another fan giving us some more ideas that we've kind of been brewing on, thinking about working up. Definitely some good ideas from Stupendous, and we definitely Mm -hmm. want to look into those and follow through because it never even occurred to me uh, what he was talking about. So we'll see how Mm -hmm. that goes, and like I said, stay tuned. We want to change things up a little bit. We actually want to make it a a normal Patreon, and I know some of you go, promise so. It's still going to be the same, but it also had a little added bonus. That's all. Yeah, we're we're going to try and give you guys direct rewards for your money. Like we said, a bunch of different things we're kind of kicking around spitballing. So keep an eye out for that in the future. And what else you can keep an eye out for is our very next episode. What? Because, as always, the podcast drops every Friday, so we'll be back in your ear holes on February 3rd for our next full episode. 
You can find the podcast on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podomatic, where we've always been. We upload to YouTube and Google Play Music as well. And if you like what we do, please give us a rating and a review on any one of those services because we really appreciate it. Yeah, we need that iTunes, man. Five stars. If I don't get my five stars, I will die. That's for all of you out there. So they have to pay us to feed your children. They have to give five stars so you will live. You're a demanding man. Jeez. I don't even want to donate to the podcast. I don't Screw this guy. I'll go do my own podcast with Blackjack and Hookers. And you know what? Forget about the podcast. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm just trying to motivate the people out there, Matt. I got to put That's things true. on the line. I got to put it on the line. Like your health my, and my your health, children's my lives. children's lives. <laughs> These things are important. <laughs> oh my God. Nurse Nina won't help me. <laughs> Nina's good for you. Not good for me. We got to wrap this Let's up. Let's do this it. Hey, everybody. It's been a pleasure serving you. Yes. And as always, with that, we say don't, don't forget, forget to, to say. Sit down.